Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks still need some help at the edge rusher position, and Isaac Okwu could just be the solution to their problems. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks Podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock Athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. The South Carolina Gamecocks are now back in the swing of things regarding recruiting for their football program as the Gamecocks will look to add some talent to their future roster both in 2024 and beyond but also more than likely for the 2023 season because the South Carolina Gamecocks definitely still have a couple positions of need on their roster. Shane Beamer and his staff would probably like to add at least another running back. They probably wouldn't mind maybe getting another wide receiver out there. They certainly would not mind getting some more help at the edge rusher position, at the very minimum from a depth standpoint. And when looking at some of the guys that are currently in the transfer portal right now at that position, Isaac Akwu from a connection standpoint, a production standpoint, and an overall skill set standpoint, I think can be the perfect fit for that need at the edge position for South Carolina's roster. So let's dive into Isaac Akwu as a player. To give y'all some quick background, Isaac Akwu is a rising seventh year player. This guy is quite literally another Jordan Stratton. For one reason or another, I believe through injuries his first couple years, he is now going into his seventh year of college football. So this is a guy that has definitely been around the block a couple of times and obviously, no matter what you are delving into in life or in sports, there's no substitute for experience. When looking at the stats for Isaac Akwu, In 2021, you got to remember, James Madison was still an FCS school at that time before joining the Sun Belt the following year. In 2021, he totaled 43 tackles, 16 and a half tackles for loss, and nine sacks. In 2022, the Duke's first year in the Sun Belt Conference at the FBS level, he continued to be productive as Isaac had 40 total tackles, 10.5 tackles for loss, and 7.5 sacks. And what this shows me is that Isaac Okwu's skill set can carry over to a higher level of football one year after the other because the Sun Belt is objectively viewed by many people as the best group of five league at the FBS level over the past couple of years. And during that stretch, Isaac Okwu has had a couple of accomplishments, big ones to his name, as he was named a first-team All-Sunbelt selection in 2022 and was even named by the College Football Network as an honorable mention All-American. And when looking at his stats even further by going to Pro Football Focus's website, the stats say that this guy can get after an opposing team's quarterback, as Isaac Okwu had an 80.6 
pass rush grade in 286 rush attempts this past fall. In that same season, he had a 30.1% win rate on true passing downs or in obvious passing situations, meaning that if an opposing team was, say, in a third and 15, a down where they had to throw the football, one out of every three times, Isaac Okwu was winning his one-on-one battle against the opposing offensive tackle. And when taking a deeper dive into Isaac Okwu's junior season highlight reel, or I guess his six-year highlight reel at James Madison, there's a few things that really stood out to me from a pass-rushing standpoint. Isaac's got a very high motor. He has quick and active hands in pass rush, which is one of the most important things for a defensive lineman because you could be as strong as you want to be, but if you do not do good with your hands in pass rush, then you're going to have a ceiling as an edge rusher. But that is not the case with Isaac Akwu. He is also extremely fast for a guy that is six foot three, 260 pounds. And the other thing is this, if a quarterback moves up in the pocket, or let's say he even rolls out to the opposite side of the field going away from Isaac Ukwu, Isaac understands the importance of pursuit angles when chasing a quarterback or sometimes even a ball carrier evidently in those situations. So not only does he have the effort, the athleticism, and the technique, but he also does a great job of closing out plays when he, again, is approaching a ball carrier or a quarterback. So looking at Isaac Ukwu's overall game, he would help the South Carolina Gamecocks at either edge spot due to his size and ability to affect the game in both pass rush and rush defense. Now, I know what some of y'all might be sitting there and thinking, Andrew, this is a kid from James Madison, a rising seventh year player. You mentioned connections earlier. What on earth could the connections be? Well, the first connection relates to the part about him being at James Madison because Antoine Juice Wells, South Carolina star wide receiver, was at James Madison in both 2020 and 2021. So Juice was a former teammate of Isaac Ukwu's. And because of that, if the Gamecocks were to show interest here in Isaac, Juice would be a guy that could relay information to both sides about what to expect from the other side. That would be a big deal in this aspect. And connections, when it comes to the transfer portal, play a big role in where a lot of these guys end up at. Here's the other connection, and this one's a little bit more indirect, but hear me out for a second. Isaac Ukwu is from Upper Marlboro, Maryland, a town that has become quite familiar to the South Carolina Gamecocks because this town is an 18-minute drive away from the Charles Herbert Flower School nearby. And as we've talked about on this show before, that school alone has become a pipeline for South Carolina as they've landed guys like Desmond Omeo-Zulu, Maurice Brown II, and current 2024 commits in Mike Williams and Braden Lee. Now, Ukwu did not go to that same school. He went to a different one in Upper Marlboro, but he could find out from other people back home in that area what these coaches on the staff are all about. More specifically, edge coach Sterling Lucas, who recruited Desmond Emile Zulu primarily and helped the Gamecocks land current 2024 commit Mike Williams. So all in all, when you look at 
the skill set, the position of need South Carolina has with the edge position, and the connections here, both direct and indirect. Isaac Okwu is the number one transfer portal player that I think the Gamecocks should and could target right now in the portal. This is a big-time position need for South Carolina, and again, while there is definitely some pieces at that position, it's not like it completely lacks talent, the Gamecocks still need some help in this area, and Isaac Okwu can be the best match to fit that need. Now, Let's say the South Carolina Gamecocks either maybe don't get in the Isaac Okwu sweepstakes or they do and he ends up going elsewhere. Who would some other options be at the edge position in the transfer portal? We'll dive into a few other realistic possibilities in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, for those of you who are watching the show late last week, then you probably recall the two or three different times that I talked about this brand new flavor that was coming out at Built. And they released that new flavor this past Saturday. And it is a peanut butter puff bar. I know that there's probably a lot of you out there that love to get your spoonful of peanut butter right before you go on to bed late in the evening. Well, guess what? Built has got just the bar for you now in that peanut butter puff. But here's the thing. Built just doesn't have those peanut butter puff bars. They've also got plenty of other bars as well. They've got banana cream pie bars. They've got cookie dough chunk puff bars, coconut bars, raspberry bars, you name it, Built has likely got it. And a reminder, they're all 130 calories, include 17 grams of protein, and just 4 grams of sugar. And you can find these bars either at Built.com online, or you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club today to get your own box of Built Bars. You can get a 4-bar box in the pharmacy section at Walmart, or get a 13-bar box at Sam's Club. Either way, I promise you, you're going to thank me later, because Built Bar is where tasty is the new healthy. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. All right, let's talk about some other realistic possibilities at the edge position in the transfer portal. Some other guys at the South Carolina Gamecocks could target starting off with one that gained some traction on social media on Wednesday afternoon and that was Syracuse edge rusher Jatias Gear who has three years of eligibility remaining when looking at Jatias's stat line from 2022 it's not a bad one he played in all 13 games and started each of them along with that and totaled 33 tackles had six and a half tackles for loss and three and a half sacks, and a blocked kick to go along with that. So if gear ends up in Columbia, um, there's no doubt that Pete Limbo is going to take notice of the fact that this guy apparently gets after it on special teams when he's out there on the field. Now, what's the connection here with gear? Well, gear hails from Anderson, South Carolina, and was a part of the 2021 recruiting class. In that cycle, he did apparently get some interest from South Carolina, but never received an offer from Will Muschamp and his staff. Now, I went and looked at his pro football focus grades for the 2022 season, and this is what I found. 
His pass rushing grade was 61.9, while his rush defense grade was 38.4. Definitely not good enough at the Power 5 level when it comes to rush defense. So my overall synopsis with Jatias Gear is this. Being listed at 6'6", 233 pounds, Gear has only been in college for two years, so he could definitely grow both on the field and off the field when it comes to adding on some weight to his frame. But basically, if the Gamecocks were to go after and land Jatias Gear, this is a player that I would see being more of a rotational player instead of an every week starter for South Carolina's defense. Now, another guy that South Carolina could potentially target, and a guy that I think, honestly, makes a lot of sense here, is Florida's Antoine Powell Ryland Jr. Now, he entered the transfer portal this past Friday, and like Gear, has three years of eligibility remaining. In 2022, Antoine started five games and appeared in all 13 of them for the Florida Gators. He totaled 29 tackles, had six tackles for loss, three sacks, and three forced fumbles. Now, the connection for this one, Antoine Powell Ryland Jr. was recruited primarily by then-Florida Gators defensive back coach Torian Gray in the 2020 recruiting cycle. Torian Gray, of course, is now the defensive backs coach at South Carolina. Here's the other thing. Antoine is originally from Portsmouth, Virginia, and Thus, if he came to Columbia, he would not only be much closer to home, but he would have multiple coaches on the staff that would be able to relate to, you know, his home in Virginia. Obviously, with Torian Gray and all the time he spent there, Greg Atkins has spent a couple years in the state of Virginia, and obviously Shane Beamer and all the ties that he's got to the state and the DMV region as a whole. So, from a staff standpoint, this one would make a lot of sense. And then you look at the pro football focus grades here for Antoine Powell Ryland Jr. His pass rush grade in 2022 was 82.1. Really, really good for the snaps that he got. And his rush defense grade was 63.1. Also, not bad at all, really. So, my overall synopsis with Antoine. At 6'3", 243 pounds, he seems like a slam dunk portal target when you look at the connections, the production he's had, and the SEC experience to go along with that. But there is a big catch here. The deadline for the SEC's potential intra-conference transfers passed months ago. I believe the deadline was like February the 15th for those guys. Because that deadline has passed... If Antoine decided to transfer to another SEC school at this point, I believe he would have to sit out this next football season. And obviously, the majority of these guys that are entering the transfer portal more than likely are looking to play immediately at their next stop. And unfortunately, that one caveat alone might just be enough to derail any potential shot of this happening. But again... Um, if Antoine were to come to South Carolina, I think it would be a fantastic pickup, needless to say, for this staff. The last one I'll go over really quickly is University of Louisiana Monroe's Anthony Campbell, who entered the transfer portal back on April the 17th and has two years of eligibility remaining. Now, when you look at the stat line initially for Anthony Campbell, 
you would probably be sitting there and scratching your head wondering why I'm bringing this guy up in the first place. Because Campbell only totaled five tackles in 2022 and one tackle for loss. And I believe he only played in four or five games. Now, Anthony Campbell is from Bartow, Florida, so he is from SEC country, and he's got the size to play in the SEC, being listed at six foot seven, 277 pounds, quite literally a giant of a man at the edge rusher position. Now, when looking at his pro football focus grades from 2022, which looked at 208 total snaps for Anthony Campbell, the stats were pretty good here. Campbell had a 69.4 pass rush grade and a 74.4 rush defense grade. That is really what sticks out to me here. This guy did not just play like, you know, 50, 60 snaps over the course of a whole season. He had a solid sample size here, 208 snaps, and his rush defense grade is pretty good. And what is one area that South Carolina has struggled in so much on defense for the past few years? Rush defense. This guy right here, he's six foot seven, two hundred seventy-seven pounds. This is a plug-in weak side defensive end in your four-two-five formation automatically. And here's the thing: there's plenty of other programs that have already recognized this with Anthony Campbell because he has offers from Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Miami, Penn State, TCU, and many others as well. So. For South Carolina, if you're looking to shore up rush defense and fill in a position of need, Anthony Campbell could really kill two birds with one stone here if you land him out of the transfer portal. But again, with how far along his recruitment's probably already gone and the other teams that you got to contend with, that might be probably the biggest long shot at this point out of all the guys that I mentioned in sort of this other player category. All right, thank y'all so much once again for tuning into this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. If you want future alerts and notifications on shows from the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, be sure to subscribe and click the bell on YouTube and give us a follow wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. All right, for the final portion of today's show, I want to dive into some NFL draft talk as the NFL draft is getting ready to take place later on this year evening and the South Carolina Gamecocks have multiple players that could be selected by the end of the weekend now I'm not going to necessarily tell y'all where I think these guys should go instead I'm going to go over some draft projections for the guys that seem to have a projection out there for them and dive into what my thoughts are on the fit with the team that could select them at that spot so let's start off with Camp Smith arguably the biggest name for the Gamecocks in this year's NFL draft cycle. Now, this projection is from Benjamin Robinson from Grinding the Mocks, does a great job and combines a ton of mock drafts with all the data that he compiles. And he's got Cam Smith going 43rd overall in the second round to the New York Jets. In my opinion, this would be a perfect spot for Cam Smith to land at because... Not only would he get to play alongside Sauce Gardner at the other cornerback spot, but he would also get to learn from defensive mind head coach Robert Sala. And that New York Jets team right now could be a Super Bowl contender now that Aaron Rodgers has just joined them as their new franchise quarterback. And that defense is quite tenacious. So Cam Swift would not have to carry a heavy burden, and he could learn from a guy that's already been in the league for a year or two 
in Sauce Gardner. Now, the rest of these projections are via WalterFootball.com. Starting off with Darius Rush, who's projected to go 67th overall here in the third round to the Denver Broncos. I think that this would also be a good fit here for Darius Rush because outside of Patrick Sertan the second, the Broncos seem to be in a bit of a mess right now at the cornerback position because when I looked at their roster earlier today, they have six other players on the roster that are 26 years old or younger. Typically, when you've got that kind of situation going on at a certain position group in the NFL, that's basically saying you do not have a set answer at that position. So, I think that Darius Rush, if he gets drafted here as a third-round pick, he would more than get his shot to earn a starting spot here with the Denver Broncos. I will say, though, having to face uh, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert two times a year would be a pretty big challenge for Darius and certainly will probably be his welcome to the NFL moment if it ended up playing out this way. And then the last player that had a projection that I could find online was Zach Pickens, who WalterFootball.com has going 130th overall in the fourth round to the Buffalo Bills. Once again, I think this would be a good fit here because Pickens would be joining a team that's got a really good culture set in place by head coach Sean McDermott, and their team is built, for the most part, on their defense. And while he will have to battle with some younger defensive tackles in camp this fall, he will not have to be immediately thrusted into the starting lineup, assuming he goes to Buffalo and stays on the roster, because Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver man both of those spots right now as sort of the two veterans in that group. So again, Zach Pickens will get a chance to learn from some great defensive minds there in Buffalo and learn under some veterans in Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips. Now, the rest of the Gamecocks, unfortunately, I could not really find any website that had them actually getting picked in a certain spot in the draft. And for the most part, it seems like they think the rest of the group will go undrafted. So for the rest of the group, I decided to ask sort of one question. Who do I think the biggest steal could be out of guys like maybe a Dylan Wonham, an Eric Douglas, a Javon Gwynn, Josh Van, Jalen Brooks, Gerard Green and Brad Johnson, you name it. Out of all those guys, who could be the steal? Nate Atkins as well. I have to say, I think the biggest steal could be Josh Van. Nate Atkins is a very close second for me, but I really think that whoever gets Josh Van, they're going to get a guy that is going to be a player for them for several years to come. I feel so bad for Josh Van and what happened this past fall. If there's any player on offense that got completely messed over, so to speak, with everything that was going on on that side of the ball, how plays were being called, the personnel groupings part of the offensive philosophy, it was definitely Josh Van. After having such a great year prior to the 2022 season, uh, he deserved better. He deserved way better than what he got. I thought that when he had his pro day workout in front of the NFL scouts, I thought he had a really good workout. I don't think Josh Van dropped almost any pass. He might have dropped one, but... He had a great workout, was really good in his route running. I think that his speed has always been sort of underestimated by people outside of South Carolina's fan base. 
I think that Josh Fant's going to be one of those undrafted free agents steals, in my opinion, if he doesn't get drafted, where he goes somewhere and he ends up making a roster, a 53-man roster going into this next NFL season. Plus, he's got a baby girl. And obviously, um, when you're a father at that age and you're trying to make in the NFL, there's not much more motivation that you could be given than having a family now that you got to provide for. So you know that Josh Van is going to have a chip on his shoulder with that on his mind as well. Either way, I wish all the former Gamecocks the best of luck throughout this NFL weekend. I would love for them all to get drafted, but obviously, again, it is a tough business the NFL is, so it'll be interesting to see where all these guys end up at. But with that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. What are your thoughts on Isaac Akwu, and if he could be the perfect transfer portal target for South Carolina. What do you think of the other guys that I named after him? And lastly, what are your thoughts on the Gamecocks and the NFL draft? Where do you think they're going to go? Who do you think the biggest steal could be out of the guys that might not get selected throughout this weekend? Let me know your thoughts on all those topics down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app, you can shoot me a direct message on Twitter at a line underscore SC. I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. Once again, thank you to all of you everydayers for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We'll catch y'all on the next show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. <laughs>